I've been living in their country illegally, and maybe that's why they bullied me. I told them I'd be happy to come and pick up my salary on any day that worked for them, but they didn't bother to pay me at all. These are the voices of two undocumented migrants in Mesot. Since the coup, there are many more people like them trying to earn a living in Thailand. The life of a migrant is never easy, but you're particularly vulnerable and prone to exploitation if you don't have the right documents. Hello and welcome to Do Athan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondacion Hirondel. This episode is produced by a Do Athan freelance journalist. Names may have been changed to protect contributors. I've been living in their country illegally, and maybe that's why they bullied me. I'm just not happy with it. I've been working hard, putting up with their scolding, and never taking a break. I just want to get paid for my hard work, you know. I can't really do anything about it, even though I'm unhappy. I've just been keeping it all inside. Go Aung Lee was a university student when the military coup happened. He joined protests and then one of the armed resistance groups in Kayin State. But he contracted severe malaria while in the jungle and had to go to Mesot in Thailand for treatment. He's been staying with friends there ever since. To make ends meet, he got some work in construction. But he has no documents and was only offered 200 baht a day on his first job, working on the construction of a Buddha statue. The workplace was far from safe. When I was working at Paiji, some parts of the scaffolding were old and falling apart. It's a risky situation. They didn't even bother to provide a safety net. If you were to fall from 50 feet up there, well, it would mean the end for you. I entered from Myanmar illegally without any work permit. So I can't really raise any complaints about these issues. Go Aung Lei quit the job after four days as he felt the workplace was too dangerous. But he didn't get paid because the employer would only pay for a minimum of 10 days' work. Now he's working in the agriculture industry for a daily wage of 180 or 200 baht. Mesot has been a refuge for Burmese migrant workers and internally displaced persons, IDPs, for several decades now. After the military coup on the 1st of February 2021, many more people fled to Mesot, including doctors, soldiers, teachers, students, and civil servants who had joined the Civil Disobedience Movement, or CDM. Some of them had savings, and those who fled without any money managed to survive for a while with the help of friends. But if they don't have documents, they can't work or live in Thailand legally. So they take whatever job they can find to make ends meet. Ma Injun was a teacher who joined the CDM after the coup. She fled to Mesot last year and lived for some time without a job. Then she took a sewing course and found a job at a garment factory. She worked more than 12 hours a day and she didn't feel safe in her room. So after a month, she decided to quit. She says they did not pay her all that she was owed, and they made it very difficult for her to get her salary at all. 
I told them I'd be happy to come and pick up my salary on any day that worked for them, but they didn't bother to pay me at all. So I suggested that they give the money to my roommate instead. But they insisted that I had to show up in person. I said just tell me the exact date, and they couldn't give me one. Every time I called them, they didn't pick up, or when they did, they had some lame excuse about being too busy. It took me over a month. According to May 2023 figures from the Thai Department of Employment, there are almost two million registered Burmese migrant workers in Thailand. But there have always been many additional undocumented workers in Thailand, and since the military coup, this has increased. In this situation, job opportunities are limited, and most employers prefer to hire documented workers. Umo Jaw, one of the founders of Yangchi U Workers Association, said this leads to more violations of workers' rights. The real issue here is that the number of workers exceeds the number of available jobs. The employers know it well. They would say. If you don't take the job with this pay, there is a queue of others willing to take your place, and I will just hire them. So the workers have to take the job, and the employer will pay less than what they should pay legally. According to Article 23 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, everyone without any discrimination has the right to equal pay for equal work. The minimum wage in Mesot is 332 baht for an eight-hour workday, but Umo Jaw says most workers are not getting paid what they should. Thailand has systematic labor laws in place, but activists say compliance by employers and enforcement by authorities remains weak. Mayamin has been living and working in Thailand for 15 years, for most of that time as a documented migrant. She says things were better in Thailand when Aung San Suu Kyi's government was in power in Myanmar, but they got worse again after the 2021 coup. We are not paid for overtime hours. We got 15 or sometimes 50 baht per hour when Mother Su's government was in power. We are not paid that now. Before Mother Su's government, the working hours were from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. During her government, it was from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now it is from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. again, and we're not paid for overtime hours. Umo Jaw says his organization is dealing with more complaints these days. The Yangchi U Workers Association helps both documented and undocumented workers with their work disputes. They collaborate with four other workers' associations, and in 2022, the five organizations handled about 170 complaints in Dak Province. However, in just the first six months of this year, they've already received over 200 complaints. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. Umo Jaw says not everyone will lodge a complaint because they can't afford to. During the mediation of a dispute, the employers don't have any income. It's a challenge when you have a family to support. The employers' association shares pictures of workers they think are causing trouble, and other employers just won't accept them. So, 
These workers end up struggling to find jobs that match their skills and have to settle for whatever they can get, which means their income becomes really unstable. Umojo also said that the labor attaches from the Myanmar embassy in Thailand don't answer calls as they used to. The Myanmar embassy did not respond to our numerous calls for an interview. At the moment, undocumented people in Mesot can't get jobs easily, and tight security further limits their ability to work. Opponents of the military regime are afraid of what would happen if they go back to their homeland, but in Thailand they are struggling to meet their basic needs. Maya Min is a longer-term migrant, but like many others, she would go home if or when the situation in Myanmar improves. We all think it would be great if our homeland was more developed so we wouldn't have to rely on another country. It's like a common hope we all have. We know that when our country is peaceful and developed, we'll finally be free from this situation and feel more secure about going back home if things aren't going well for us elsewhere. It's crucial for our country to improve. That's what I hope for. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Doha Fan. You can listen to our podcast via the Doha Fan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondacion Hirondel and it's made with the support of our donors.